I got love for you, man. You know what, I'm <laughs> what are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything that out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast. Hello, 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 and thank you, thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. Hold the applause. This is your show, not mine. I like just ripping off Jay-Z, but I also give him credit, though, but I do enjoy almost everything Jay-Z does, except recently I saw him in skinny pants. Like, I don't know how how to feel about Jay-Z in skinny pants. Even though, like, you can't really be rocking, like, baggy pants, unless you're a bigger dude, because if you're pushing two and a half bills, you should not be in, you know, anything that's skinny or tight, unless it's your tie. You can rock that. Um, This show is, uh, I don't know which number of show this is, but... It's still on the iTunes charts, doing well, so thank you guys for uh, the comments and the clicks and the ratings. Um, I'll try to be more schedule, uh, more regular with my schedule. I know it hasn't been like the most, I mean, but here's the thing, my guests, are, the schedules are tricky, so I, I want to line up like cool people and, and athletes or entertainers or personalities who you guys might find interesting, um, but it's just a little tougher to get those guys on the phone, but however, I will soldier on because that's what you want. And what you want, you should get for the most part. Um, so, I, like, I just got back from the uh, Calgary Stampede. And, like, I've been traveling a lot recently, and I've, I've just been, like, watching a ton of documentaries. And it started with the, and, it, and I've, I've watched maybe, like, six or eight in the last a couple of weeks. And the first one I watched on my documentary kick was the one I liked the most. And it was called Still Bill. It's about Bill Withers. And actually, I heard about it on um, on another podcast. And um, and I, the only, like, I didn't really know that much about him, but the thing about Still, like, Bill Withers was he got to a certain height of fame and then he just rejected the fame. And he just kind of walked away from it. It was It's pretty remarkable to do that because, you know, nowadays... Everyone craves fame so much. Like with the advent or the explosion of reality TV, it's just, it's insane. Actually, I read a really cool article on Vulture with Spike Lee and Will Leach was the uh, was the writer. He actually combined two articles to make it one article and Spike has some pretty interesting thoughts about reality TV and his movie Bamboozled, which I think was came out in like, I want to say like 98 or 99. Kind of, like it sort of exposed reality TV. Like around that time, like there was that one show, Ed TV. And then before that was the Truman show, you know, and I blame Jim Carrey for the Kardashians. Jim, I blame you, even though I like looking at Kim Kardashian, uh, like, but the Kardashian shows, I can't deal with them. And like, and I'm not really sure why like so many people are into the Kardashian shows. I guess, you know, women like, they like to, they look. They like the fashion of other women. I mean, I don't know. If I'm getting off topic. But they like the fashion and the clothes and the shoes and all that stuff. And I know the Kardashian women 
are are influencers. But I blame Jim Carrey. But anyway, back to Spike. He had some really interesting thoughts about reality TV, um, and uh, and and back to these documentaries. Uh, the Still Bill one is excellent. I was I watched this uh, Jimi Hendrix. A documentary called I think it's just called the Jimi Hendrix Experience, and I didn't know because I'm not that big of a rock and roll guy. And actually, our guest is a rock and roll guy. That at the time that Jimi Hendrix surfaced on a national level, the baddest guitar player in that era was Eric Clapton, and that's what they say. And then Pete Townsend, uh, who's a very maybe. Mm, Arguably the most uh, famous guitarist. Um, he was, he was both him and Eric Clapton were singing the praises of, of Jimi Hendrix, but also Pete like acknowledged that Eric Clapton was that dude in like the mid 60s as far as guitarists go. Um, uh, also, it's, and I also, I watched uh, Senna about uh, Ayrton Senna, this F1 race car driver. It's excellent. Uh, was crushed uh, the page one documentary. They're, they're all kind of old, so most people have probably seen these. But if you haven't, you know, I I now my thing is I go on iTunes and I just spend like, you know, the four bucks to rent the movie, and then I have thirty days to watch it, and it's great. It's great because I travel a lot, so as I'm sitting there in the middle seat, annoying the the people to my left and right with my heavy wheezing, and uh, generally my my you know inability to get comfortable. I'm there just uh, crushing these documentaries. And I apologize to anybody who's, you know, who's stuck on like 35D and 35F to my 35E. Sorry, people. Uh, the Mighty Jerome, another amazing documentary about a Canadian, Harry, Harry Jerome. And uh, I saw this really cool Rupert Murdoch. Oh, yeah, and the Bob Marley. I saw a Rupert Murdoch documentary. And Bob Marley is excellent. Just called Marley. Very, very, very well done. So those are some documentaries. Okay, that I I, uh, I recommend. Quick thing. Calgary Stampede. On this very show, I convinced Brooks Like to go to the Stampede because it's amazing. And Brooks Like went to the Stampede and had an amazing time. Brooks and I hung out uh, over the weekend, and he uh, accompanied me on this legendary pub crawl called The Man, The Myth, and the Legend Pub Crawl is our seventh annual. It was legit. The pub crawl was so big, we had to order another bus. So on this pub crawl, you get a t-shirt. And I don't know if you've seen anything on Twitter. We get a This year we wore purple t-shirts. And the caption on the front of the t-shirt was, Pursuing drunk since, nine, since 11 a.m. Courtesy of my man D.A. Wilder. And... Um, you know, there's always like, you know, as Canadians do, I know as Americans listen to this as well, but as, as as Canadians do, we have the pre-drink. I think a lot of Americans call it the pre-game, but the pre-drink, okay, it starts at like 12 because this 10-day festival, the Calgary Stampede, uh, is just a celebration of, oh man, partying, I'll just say. So uh, my friend Corey brings out this giant... It looked like um, it was like the size of a like a uh, like a juicer or like a or like a uh, like a blender that size of a of a friend he called Uncle Jack. And before you got on the bus, you had to kiss Uncle Jack. And uh, so that made for a very eventful um, 
couple of hours, and there was one casualty before we stepped on the bus. A young lady had to go home at 2.30, and then the casual casualty number two was at about 5 o'clock, and I tweeted it. She fell asleep on the bus and um, just couldn't make it. You couldn't even, like, the last stop was Cowboys, which is, like, the signature bar in Calgary. I, I, I think the only other signature place I can think of in Canada is probably Buena Notes in Montreal. And, like, I don't even know what it would be. Like, I'm in here in Toronto, and I don't even know what what spot has the best reputation or the reputation for the spot to go to in T.O. It might be Gretzky's, the Gretzky's patio. I'm not really sure, you know, but um, Cowboys in Calgary, that's legit. Before we get to our guest, I would just like to send a very, very special, and I know she'll get this eventually, a special happy birthday to Sofia Vergara, who turned 40 today. Sofia, on behalf of all men, thank you for the gift of you. And I'd like to um, mention, uh, because they have a special place in my heart, um, some other women who are over 40 who I really admire. Uh, actually, before that, I want to show some love to women in this business that I admire and are killing it. I want to shout out Doris Burke and Andrea Kramer, who are two of the best reporters in sports, period. I want to shout out Tina Fey, because you're a comic genius. I want to shout out Ellen DeGeneres, because you're also a comic genius. And I'd like to shout out Kate Blanchett, because you're the best actress in the world, not named Meryl Streep. In fact, you know what? You are the best... Um, actress in the world. Meryl Streep is awesome, but Kate, you're just unbelievable. And to the following women whom Sophia Vargara joins deep in the left ventricle of my heart, who are over 40, this list begins and ends with Halle Berry, and then Selma Hayek, and then Stacey Dash, because when it all falls down, I hope you pick up my pieces. Still a dime piece in that Kanye West video. And Monica Bellucci. Well, happy birthday to all of you as well, even though it's not your birthday. And now from one group of smoke shows to a gentleman that's smoking the baseball right now. My first guest has been as hot as a Latin festival in Miami. And as bad has been speaking volumes with elevated tones and recently, he's been putting items into the Baseball Hall of Fame located in Cooperstown, New York. This conversation was taped shortly after he hit his second cycle in the same season. He joins us on the phone. If it's going to be uh, an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. And on the line, a man I terrorized and annoyed for several years with the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, and he, he actually never made me feel like an idiot, although I truly am, uh, live and direct. Uh, are you, you're in Phoenix? Or, no, you're in, uh, what city are you in right now? Yeah, yeah, we are. We're in Phoenix. You're in Phoenix. Number two in the program, number one in your heart. 
There you go. Aaron Hill, <laughs> Visalia's finest. Welcome, sir. No, I appreciate it, man. It's good to hear from you. Likewise, dude. It's been it's been a while. Like I, I think I think the very last time I saw you was either the thing where we did with Vernon's watches where he let me wear like the dude had like a Hublot or something ridiculous. Right, right. We were deciding which one looked better on you. Right, right? yeah. And then, and it was the it was a bit about um, batting gloves. And you had you had like a big callus on your palm, um, just because you were putting in work, like just big swings, like you're doing now. And V Dub didn't have anything. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, my question: Did he did he end up giving you the watch that you liked the best? No, man. V Dub, although although we we had a a great night in Vegas for his birthday that one night, um, if you remember, we were like uh, I want to say it was like oh, we were there for the Pacquiao, uh, Pacquiao. Oh my gosh, a De La Hoya fight, and we just randomly happened to be in Vegas at the same time you guys were selling, sorry, celebrating Vernon's birthday, yeah, and it was, it was all the, all birthday. the players and the wives. Um, oh, that was a mess. Yeah, can we talk about um? Oh, what's that do? Uh, <laughs> What was the one reliever's name who went to Brandon, Seattle? Brandon League. Oh, his his girl was she was the the party <laughs> starter. Like, it's, so, it, it's so much fun. You see all the families and all the kids and the wives and the, everyone acting responsible. But when you get us the the husbands and the wives out and uh, put a couple of drinks in them, it's amazing how everybody acts differently. Oh, dude, it was a, it was a lot of fun for me, dude. I, sometimes I'm just sitting back on the couch just watching because I was entertained right, by his girl. That's what I did. <laughs> So, um, uh, so recently I had uh, J.P. Aaron C.B. on the show, who's a catcher for the Blue Jays, and I was asking him about famous people that he met, you know, or like who's the most famous person that he met um, based solely on being a professional athlete. And I asked him, like, were you there for that Kenny Chesney night uh, a few years ago in Toronto? He, and he wasn't on the team at that time, but you were. So can you tell the Kenny Chesney story? Uh, which one? Dude, how many times did you guys like? I thought there was a. How many times have you guys hung out with the with the dude? No, he's awesome. Actually, he came in, um, and we just you know he came in early, early uh, to the ballpark because Kevin Millar's known him for a long time, or for you know six seven years, and and uh, so he Kevin was on the team that year in 2009, and and so Kenny came to the ballpark. I was there early, and uh, you know he told some of the guys that he was coming in. So Kenny and his boys came in. They, Took BP, you know, pictures and messed around with the guys, and uh, they're just a, they were a bunch of great dudes. So it was fun. And we, everybody obviously got to go to the concert afterwards and hang out and and uh, have a couple of drinks with them. So it was it was cool, man. You got to see it just just a normal guy, you know, just a cool guy that loves what he does and and works hard at him. Now, are, being from California, are you into country music? Because that's I don't know if Cal, country like Cal sorry country gets that far well, onto the West Coast. I know what you're asking. It's so funny because people always assume that. Even when I went to LSU, like, people are like, hey, California surfs up, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> you guys have no idea where I'm from, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're in the north. No, I'm right in the middle. Oh, right you are? Okay. Agriculture and dairy is all that's around me for miles. Like, I don't have a beach for about three hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, so okay, so but are you into were you into country music or that night were you just kind of basking no, no, I'm in it? I'm a country guy. I'm oh, you are country music. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I kind of listen to everything, but for the most part, I usually listen to country music. Okay, but okay, Aaron. So you said after the show, you guys hung out with him. Now that's the good part. Like, yeah, taking BP. That's smart. Everybody can see that's cool. And telling some stories in the clubhouse. That's cool. But I'm talking after the show. <laughs> Well, it was great. We didn't go anywhere. We just hung out up. Uh, where was it at? It was on the water. That was at the Molson Amphitheater. Yeah, Molson Amphitheater. Yeah. Right, right. 
so there was a just the room that a uh, big room that got designated for him afterwards to to hang out. So, you know, he did his thing. He, he had invited some people up there, and I got I don't know how I in, got in charge of DJ after that whole thing. But, <laughs> oh, did you? So I didn't get a chance really. To, I wasn't doing much of the hanging out. I either got a, a the either nothing. Everyone was happy with the song I was choosing, or boo. So it was. I knew I knew to switch the song real quick, but. Uh, Wait, did you did you have your iPod or something with you? No, I don't know. It was a big computer setup. It was like it was all ready for it. I don't know if they do that everywhere they go or not, but it was a cool little setup they had. It was made it easy for me. Okay, give me one more bit of that, because like that's okay. That's a cool little anecdote. You're the DJ at a Kenny Chesney <laughs> after party. Not not a lot of people know that about you. You wouldn't you wouldn't tell that by you hitting cycles and stuff on, on the field or whatnot. Okay, give us one more nugget. I don't got much for you, man. So you got to go hang out with them to figure out the rest. You've changed. <laughs> I've changed. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the fun you. Oh, uh, my gosh. Hey, so, okay, so uh, a couple weeks ago I saw this uh, video on uh, MLB Man Cave, and it was uh, uh, Bronson Arroyo, the Reds. He was uh, uh, playing the guitar and singing Adam Sandler's Red Hooded Sweatshirt. I don't know if you saw this. And then, uh, like, did you see this thing? Uh, I I didn't hear it, but I saw it, yeah. It was, I saw it in passing, yeah. Okay, and then... Uh, Aroldis Chapman, his teammate, had a pretty funny uh, cameo as the, as the backup singer doing the bada bada bing bang part. Uh, so Arroyo's a, a, a guitar player, and I think I remember seeing in a documentary called The Season, uh, done by uh, our dude uh, Kevin Foley, yeah, Foley uh, yeah. who was a, a producer who went to your house in I believe in is it, it was to, in, it was is in Florida, Florida or is it in Vasalia? Yeah, it was in Florida, then it was a, it was, a, it was our condo, yeah. And you had a guitar there, didn't you, or several? I did. No, no, I had I had one there, and just I didn't play much, but I had a little something for him, a few licks here. My roommate was there, and uh, you know it's fun. I, I love guitar, man. It, it's a nice release. It's you know you can you can sing songs and make fun of the teammates and, and all kinds <laughs> of fun stuff. So it's it's always a plus to have around. It's the guys that are willing to play and, and sing and whatnot. When's the last time you played it? Well, my little girl loves dancing she's almost three now so she's she always asks every now and then so every other day or so she'll always ask dad play the guitar for me so yeah baby of course i'll play oh nice just pick up pick up a song or whatever and she'll she'll do her thing and so i wonder if she's tone deaf (laughs) (laughs) who knows the last time i tuned it up but no it's fun man we have a good time with it i just saw i just flew to uh london england uh for uh canada day uh, oh, happy uh, Independence Day, by the way. Yeah, thanks. I, I don't know. I don't really know what you guys do other than drink beer and, and light off fireworks. I mean, it's not much different than what we do here. Like we kind of. So why can't we just have it the same day? I don't get it. I'm not sure. We're kind of like <laughs> we're kind of like your little brother. So we, you know, we. I don't. Maybe it's like we get we get do ours first. So maybe it feels like I don't know. But yeah, um, who knows? It's just another reason to celebrate. True, another holiday and another reason to drink. Um, so I was watching this documentary about Jimi Hendrix, and since you are a guitar dude, give me some of your favorite guitarists. If Jimi Hendrix is not on your list, wow, he's one of the greats. But I mean, Kirk Hammock was always my favorite from Metallica. Oh, you went like he- you like heavy, yeah, yeah. heavy. I, I, used to, I loved Metallica growing. Up. I mean, I still do. I, I still. I mean, I, I'm a country guy, and obviously, there's a lot of great country. You know, Brad Paisley is probably one of the best good, uh, country guitarists. But I still think Kirk Hammett was my favorite man. He could tear it up, bro. When you're when you're in high school, and Justice for All was that your was that your record? 
there was a great the black album was my favorite the black okay okay yeah, yeah, i yeah, I, I, black, I, yeah. I know a little bit of injustice for all but i don't know the black album i mean yeah, i know jay-z's the black album but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah. yeah i don't know the metallica version yeah pretty much <laughs> so okay what what's your opinion of the guy uh who that plays his guitar under a tree on campus and you're allowed to use the word douche if you want Plays, in my opinion, of a guy who plays the guitar under a tree on campus. campus. Um, I say he's got a head start on the girls, probably. <laughs> if they, I don't know. I don't think they fall for that anymore. You think they fall for yeah, that anymore? I think that used to work. Who knows what's going on nowadays? I mean, I've, I've been out of school for almost ten years, and it seems like times have changed so much. No doubt. I mean, <laughs> Facebook alone has kind of has changed oh the gosh. world. Uh, I haven't gotten into the social media thing, but it's amazing how how that's just taken off in the last few years. Dude, what what what's your like? Why aren't you on Twitter? Like that's I, the easiest one to be on. Just to, well, to just to tell people something stupid or piss somebody off. You know, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. What do you mean? <laughs> you never like you, but in the public, you never do any of those things. You're not going to piss anybody off or say anything well, stupid. I never really thought about. It. I guess it's more just me old, you know, old school, like being a little stubborn. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give into the, the new age, <laughs> whatever. But maybe I should because everyone's doing it, and it's a. Uh, yeah, it's a good way to communicate and to, to keep in touch as well. Dude, you say you're not, you're like from the old school and you won't give in to like the new technology, the new, but you have like seven iPads. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you have, you, your, your family, you have like three iPads. Your girl has one, wifey probably has one, you have one, at least. I do, I do not have one. What? You're like the only guy in your clubhouse without an iPad, I bet. <laughs> that's, that's probably true. I still have the very first iPod that I've been like refurbished and made sure that it still works. Come on. Are you serious? <laughs> That's terrible. Is it bro. is it white? The like the white yeah, one? You think Get, it's not? Come on, dude. dude it's, <laughs> it's not 2002, man. <laughs> it still works. It's got some of my favorite things on there. Come on. That's unbelievable. Dude, like are you also using like a uh, friggin' IBM yeah. laptop too? Like are you <laughs> Right. I carry around my Walkman. Yeah, oh. Well, I was just talking about Walkman. Dude, I was just talking about with remember like did you ever make mixtapes for girls? Absolutely. Oh my! What did you have? What were some of your staple like your go-to song? Because I always like I would make like R and B mixtapes for girls, and there was always a Jodeci song. There was always a Boys to Men song. Yeah, there's always a Boys to Men song on there. Yeah, Boys to Men was real big when I was coming up. So I mean, it was that was there was a lot of on down and bending knee and all that. Yeah, but wait, (laughs) but did you make those kind of mixtapes? Because I mean, Metallica seems like your thing. So were you making like? Yeah, no. I like Nirvana and Pearl Jam and like uh, Chili Peppers mixtapes. No, well, I did that more for for you know my own type of mixtapes. But if I was gonna, if I was making one for a girlfriend, it was it was it was the R and B, you know, the the hip hop or whatever it was. That's the fun. Casey and JoJo. And all that stuff. <laughs> what was that? What was their big uh, love nope. you for life or something like that? Wasn't it? All, all my life. All my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they weren't they on uh, a song with Tupac or wasn't it? Were they on Oh, was that Blackstreet? I, I, I know that song you're talking about. I didn't know the uh, Casey and JoJo was in that though. I think I'm I'm thinking and then people like people who are listening to this right now like Cab you're such an idiot like how could you not know that it's Tupac like um yeah and so I don't know cuz cuz I am an idiot okay dude so like um as uh as people in your country who speak Spanish uh there's a term called infuego 
And we only know that because we watch American television and American movies, uh, and you are burning up the solar system with your bat. Now, um, I heard a story once that Tony Gwynn, in 1994, he was the, he was the NL batting champ, batted, I think, 394. He right. framed his bat after the year. You guys, you baseball players are super superstitious. The next <laughs> year, he started kind of slow, and then he went back to that bat. And in his first at-bat... He broke the bat. <laughs> the, really? So, yeah. So he had the he used sorry he used the same bat the entire 1994 season or the or the, like a huge yeah, majority yeah, right, right. of it. So for you, yeah. like, where is where is the bat? The first cycle bat and then the second cycle bat and like your cleats and your jersey. Where's all that stuff? Or are you well, still using it? No, no, they uh, the first cycle they gave me the bat, which was great. So I have the bat and the I have three out of the four balls, which was cool. So I'll just make up a fourth ball and say that's the whatever. <laughs> uh, the second one, I'm still using that bat, and hopefully for a while. But uh, it was kind of cool, man. After the next day, after the second cycle, the the Cooperstown called. Oh, amazing! Anything, and I was like, you guys could have whatever you name it. You're you're the Hall of Fame, you know. And they said, well, preferably cleats. I said, you got them. So really? I them Just my cleats before even thinking that I, I didn't have an extra pair of cleats. And so I'm, I'm wearing the old cleats I had from, like, spring training, and I'm waiting for some new ones to be sent to me because I just, just shipped them out and didn't even realize I didn't have my extra set of them. Oh, <laughs> man, that's really cool. So, like, did, so it's like, hey, this is, uh, you know, Bill Mitchell from the hall, uh, from Cooperstown calling? Like, did they call your cell phone or, like, they no, call people? Yeah, one of our guys over here in the media department, and they they asked, and he came and asked me, and I was like, absolutely. Man. Oh, that's that's freaking cool, man. And so, like, yeah. you know, that so you'll have at least that in Cooperstown forever. Yeah, and it, I, I got I to brag a little bit. I got something else there, too. You want to hear about it? Yeah. Yeah, we all was lucky enough to go, well, I was really lucky, actually, because the Futures game, you know the Futures game is the All-Star game before the, the, the big league All-Star game? Right. 2004... Russ Adams was supposed to go. You remember that name? Remember Russ? Uh, he was, uh, he was a, vaguely. He was a, a pitcher? Shortstop, you know, no. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And he was supposed to go. He got hurt. And so I went in his place. I ended up getting a, a like a two RBI double in the eighth or whatever. And they gave me the MVP. So that, that bat, nice. they asked if they could put that in the in the Hall of Fame. And of, again, of course, absolutely. So I got I got to go check it out. I still haven't been there yet. So oh, that's cool, man. There's a couple other facts there. Well, dude, you have a lot of time. What are you, 27, 28? Dude, I turned big 3-0 this year, man. Did you? March 21st yeah. to 3-0. <laughs> so how do you, how did you celebrate? Like you're 30, so like did you do grown, like a grown man thing where you get like a part of the restaurant and you have like like it's a real grown up. Like I don't know. I just picture what Jay-Z does. Like Jay-Z right. will have like you know, show up at a fashion show in like Monaco or he'll like rent out a restaurant and have like the chef cook him him and his friends a, a meal. Right. I mean that's pretty that's pretty elaborate type stuff. You know me, I like to be in the spotlight. You know that, right? <laughs> so my crazy thirtieth birthday, I, I I asked my little girl what she wanted to do, and she said she liked to barbecue. So that sounds perfect. So we barbecued at the house. She helped me, and it was a it was a, I played golf in the morning because it happened to be a day off, and uh, it was a perfect day. It was great. Wait, so you didn't even have, like, any of your boys come over or any, like, your, you know, family, friends or anything? You just, like, spent it with with wifey and your little girl? Yeah, man. It was awesome. You have changed. 
<laughs> can you know, right? can you freaking update your uh, your technology while you're changing? Like you're, I know you're getting older, but like please advance with the times. I will. I, I promise you the next time we talk, uh, hopefully it's true, that we'll uh, we'll have something. I'll have something to, for you. Because like by the time your girl turns I did five, get an iPhone. I got an iPhone this year, so there you go. Congratulations. Are you I using Are you it. using all the apps like Voxer and? No, they're like they're they. I don't know how much. I'm not unless they're free. I'm not getting them. Come on, man, dude. You're dude. you're not a working stiff. I mean, you're a blue collar guy, but you're not a working stiff, Aaron. Hey, you know who came? Who just walked in the room right now? John McDonald just walked in the room. He's oh, tell him I said what's up. Yeah, like Aaron, staying true to his roots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying true to true to my roots. Wait, so <laughs> where I, he came from? <laughs> he, remember where he came from? Wait, but is he saying true to the roots? Like you're the guy who's like the. The friggin' dude that never uh, reaches for his wallet, like that guy? No, no, no. No, no, no. I hope not. He knows that's not true. <laughs> no, he's my, he's on the road, when we go on the road, you know, he's the guy, him and uh, Willie Bloomquist, we go out and have dinner all together. And we just, it's a good time, man. It's, it's pretty cool. We've been teammates our, my whole career, you know what I mean? No, that's awesome. I like I yeah. like Johnny Mac. The one time, uh, I, I tell these, uh, I tell this, I'll tell you this, it's a quick story. I got one more thing for you, then I'll let you go. Uh, the, the one time I was in the clubhouse, I was like a real jerk. I was, you know, like Vernon had that love seat in front of his, in front right. of his locker. Like it's, yeah, it's yeah. your locker, Vernon's locker. Then it was John McDonald. I think uh, Lind was in the corner, like on the. Yeah, you're right, right, right. So one time, uh, so I'm sit, I'm laying on the. You won't remember this, but I'm laying on the the two-seater, as though I'm a member of the team, like a real jerk. And Vernon had his pay stub in his locker. I'm like, yo, V-Dub, let me see that. Let me see that. So V-Dub oh, re- reluctantly hands me his pay stub. And I immediately just go to the net pay. I didn't want to know how much he paid in taxes. Right, I just right. want to see. And I looked at it. I was like, is this every two weeks? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, and I just I just started cursing at him. I'm like, V-Dub, like, you're lucky you're such a nice guy because oh, I, I really hate you right now. And uh, and I was like, uh, and I threw out, I'm like, if you are if you are so-and-so, and I won't say the, who the so-and-so was, but he plays for the Yankees, I'm like, you are so-and-so, I'd, uh, I'd spit on you. And then uh, Johnny Mac right. threw in an, another line, which I won't say, but uh, it, was, it was a pretty good moment. Um, yeah. So shout out to John McDonald. I will. He says hello. Okay, last thing. I, um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, but just be, the night before, sorry, uh, the night before that we were supposed, we were going to talk, you you hit the cycle and then like you know, you know every friggin' ESPN outlet on planet Earth was trying to holler at you. So you know unfortunately <laughs> we couldn't speak that day. Uh, but I did put out on Twitter. I was like, hey, do you have any questions for Aaron Hills? I have three of them for you. If you remember oh. either of the home runs when you're rounding the bases, this comes from uh, at Andrew G Forbes. What went through your head? You know the coolest part. Um the the first one was the last you know the last hit was the, was the home run, and um, I went about a month, about a month ago or a month before that happened I, w- I had a chance for a cycle I needed a double, and I kept thinking oh, I'll just hit a double just I was thinking about it trying to do it ah, you know I mean? okay so looking back on it as I was walking with the plate I was just kind of smiling like you know that was so stupid when have I ever tried to do something and done it you know what I mean just relax see the ball up and put a good swing on it and you know let's see what happens. And uh, got a pitch to hit. It happened. But the coolest thing about it, I'm rounding third, and usually you shake the third baseman's hand or whatever some guys do. You know, I just do a little handshake with our third baseman, our third base coach, uh, Matt Williams. 
and uh, he was just standing back. He was, you know, far off the line, and he had his helmet off, and he was he tipped it to me. You know, oh, I mean? that's and cool. I, I kind of got chills as I'm running around. You know, that kind of set in. I was like, that was really cool, man. And then got in, and obviously just seeing all the guys and um, how happy he was, and then the crowd recognizing what you did and, and stepping out and you know appreciating them for recognizing it. So it was that was a cool moment. That was it was pretty neat to end, you know, to to get the cycle on the home run. That was my favorite one. You guys were up by a bunch. How how come the guys didn't mob you at home plate? I mean, I know that's not a. Je- I know that's not a. That's the thing that they say for walk-offs and stuff. But do you for the cycle? Like nobody does that. And like, I don't know if did anybody has anybody ever done that on your team or for your for your team? <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. There's a couple guys that I mean. Uh, oh wait, Kelly Johnson did that. I think didn't he? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah Kelly Johnson. Who who you were it. traded for? Right, right. Steven okay. Drew's done it. So I mean, there was there was a couple guys that have done it. So it was it was neat. When you were ra- rounding third, could you hear f bombs coming from? The dugout and like colorful language because like that's a pretty hype moment and I'm sure your boys were just you know very elated for you could you hear that stuff you know it when I was I don't remember any noises I was just kind of running kind of uh, just you know what just happened <laughs> so it was kind of in my own little world there running around the bases it was, it was neat fun experience nice okay last one is a guy named John Germanese Germanese uh, at Canadian Currency he says what's the funniest thing that you've seen at the Rogers Center hotel, in the Rogers Center crowd, or in the hotel windows. Please be as illicit as possible. I was gonna say I don't think we can mention. Come on! Wait, d- wait. Did you ever see the tape? There's a rumor that there's a tape. Have you ever seen the tape? No, I mean it's you see stuff a lot. If if you're out there, if you're out there enough, you know, you go to all 81 games, you spend BP, you do you do everything out there on the field, and you keep an eye on all those hotel windows. There's going to be some interesting things you're going to see out there. What are some of those interesting <laughs> things, Aaron? Come on, the statute of limitation is 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 up. You're in, you haven't been in Toronto in like two years. Right, right. Oh, I mean, come on, you can run with this imagination. But come- I mean, there's some couples that have some fun and like to show everybody what they're doing. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, did what did you, was it often? No, I wouldn't say it often. I may have seen one, you know, so I can remember twice. But you know, in seven years that I was there, so it's. No, oh. Not very often, but there's a lot of stories. I just didn't see a lot of them. Okay, but the the two times was it like full like, like they're like, hey, we're just gonna shoot a movie in this room like that like mid like in heat all that business. No, you know what they do now? They go up. They you know they call the someone whoever, you know. Obviously, it gets a lot of attention. So if if it gets too much attention, you know they'll call. They call the hotel, and then security goes to the door, and they they knock on the door. Hey. Whatever you guys are doing, knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is—they're just what a buzzkill! What a right. buzzkill for the paying, <laughs> the paying crowd. Like, not right. only get to see the Blue Jays play, but uh, you know, entertainment. Uh, yes, free entertainment, <laughs> better than what, the, what whatever they put on the jumbotron. Like, hey, Aaron, what are your five favorite CDs? Oh, uh, you, no. you know, who's whose game you model yourself after? Like, let's just right. go to friggin' room, uh, you know, room one twelve where the players dwell, and just see. Let, show me what's going on in there. Get the, the cameras to span the span the facing of the hotel rooms. Um, man, thank you very much for. Uh, for being on, dude. It was, uh, it was awesome talking to you. I wish we could have spent more time. Because, you know, I'm the enemy of silence. I can friggin' talk for days. But no, I, I know. It was, I was pumped when they, when they came and said that you got all of them. I was, I was looking forward to talking to you. Awesome, man. Well, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's not be strangers. So well, let's, let's do this again real soon, all right? 
All right, man. I appreciate it, bro. My pleasure, man. Good luck the rest of the way, and uh, and uh, give your uh, your little baby girl a high five for everybody right. here in Toronto. We, you still have a lot of fans here, man. Well, I appreciate it. I definitely will. She'll love it. I'm gonna try my hardest to get a video of Aaron Hill strumming on his guitar, playing something like he was that guy on campus, you know, underneath a tree with like a little semicircle of like, you know, long-haired, cute girls around him. Um, so I'm going to need some suggestions for songs. Uh, More Than Words by Extreme, that's on the list. Um, Layla by Eric Clapton, on the list. I Believe I Could Fly by R. Kelly. I don't know how you can play with a guitar, but that's on the list. We'll see how that goes down. Um, as you heard, he's not on Twitter, so you can't tweet at him. So also got to work on Aaron Hill's social media game too because it's struggling and he knows it. And if anyone out there wants to send him an iPad, um, send it to me first just so I can make sure that it's real and I'll make sure to send it to him. And I can almost promise you that he'll he'll get it. So uh, the ESPN... The magazine Body Issue just dropped. And uh, what a great conversation piece in person. So uh, I'm going to pick up a couple of episodes, uh, a couple of magazines. I, I always like to have um, certain magazines on my coffee table. So when I have people come over, they can start, spark certain conversation. I have this one GQ. It might be like the British GQ or whatever. And it's got Channing Tatum on the cover. And he's just in this very hipster kind of... Um, a uh, spread and you know it's always I always like I always wonder what you know the opposite sex feels about our style whether you know it's a more class if they're you know women feel kind of a more classic style or whatever I guess whatever style you rock if you embody it and you have a certain amount of confidence then boom people will people will like it men and women but I know for sure if your style if you had the physique that gets you into the ESPN, the body magazine, ESPN, the magazine, the body issue spread. You can walk around in your birthday suit and I'm sure men and women would love you for it. Uh, the, the list came out and uh, all I got to say is the volleyball team. Wow. And one of the coolest pictures is of a of a, a member of the U.S. sailing team, uh, Anna Tunnicliffe. Just it's just cool. And I know um, there are there are two covers I know for sure: Rob Gronkowski of the New England Patriots and Tyson Chandler of the New York Knicks. Just got people just in a in a tizzy. And um, you know, since we're here in Toronto, shout out to Jose Batista who's one of the few, or if not the only, baseball player in the mag. And um, shout-out to, because we are a hockey country, and he's from PEI, shout-out to Brad Richards of the New York Rangers. I remember when the Edmonton Oilers, and um, uh, they had uh, Sheldon Surrey, Andrew Cagliano, and I think Ethan Morrow were the uh, three dudes in the in the dressing room there. And I, I, I can imagine how things changed for them after that issue dropped because they're all chiseled. Um, but yeah, pick up the, uh, pick up the body issue uh, magazine and hold it. Let me just run down the list of, of athletes in there in case um, that doesn't entice you enough. Carlos Bocanegra, who's in soccer is in it. 
Daniela Huntakova, tennis player, Gronkowski, Abby Wambach from an, as another soccer player is in it, Candace Parker of the WNBA, Maurice Jones-Drew of the NFL is in it, uh, Maya uh, Gabiera, I could, I could be saying that wrong, uh, but looking at her is not wrong. She's a surfer, unbelievable. Ronda Rousey, uh, Mike Smith, who was a jockey, Tim Morehouse, who's in fencing, a very cool pitcher, uh, Walter Dix, who's a track athlete, um, Danielle Lieva in gymnastics, Suzanne Patterson, who's a golfer, Ashton Eaton, who's a decathlete, Oksana Masters, who's a Paralympian, and Carmelita Jeter, who is one of my sports crushes. She's a sprinter for the United States. Absolute smoke show. So the body issue, pick it up. And someday in some distant dream that I have, I too will make the body issue. Distant. Very distant. Thank you guys for listening. If you want to check me out on Twitter, it's at the real cabbie or hit me up on Facebook.com slash Cabral Richards. I'm Cabbie and I'm gone. Thank you for listening to Cabbie Presents, the podcast.